Welcome to episode 22 of Sin Amazing Chats. For this week, we covered the Master of the Universe Twilight fan fiction uh, written by Snow Queen's Ice Dragon, later to be known as Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm Pablo. And I'm Erica. And this is E.L. James' unquestioned masterpiece. <laughs> so this movie is really interesting because of its whole development. Um, it originally started as a Twilight fan fiction because I guess this lady uh, really wanted to get off to her fucking vampire book. So she just like decided to write steamier sex scenes with actual, I don't know, penetration or actual BDSM. I haven't read the actual book, so I'm just like extrapolating here. But then it was published somehow and became a runaway success. Yeah, that's interesting that um, basically the Twilight relationship just fit into this like person's BDSM fantasy. Because that's basically the vampire-human relationship. Right, I mean, don't get me wrong, Twilight's totally fucked up. Um, and all the Mormon like messaging in that movie. So it's interesting then that it gets filtered through this lady who, as far as I know, isn't Mormon or anything, but then it has very much the exact same relationship where the guy has to be like, no, you can't be with me. I'm dangerous, too dangerous to be with. And then the lady always has to be like, no, but I want to anyway. And then she learns too late that the guy was right all along. And then the movie just kind of ends. This was like a really simplistic movie, like really straightforward, basically porn for uh you know middle-aged women and stuff or interested parties i guess yeah i wonder how much research she did to write this because like it didn't seem all that accurate it seemed like she did exactly as much research as uh stephanie meyer did about vampires before she wrote twilight <laughs> she's like okay they sparkle <laughs> <laughs> what, what does everyone know about vampires oh yeah they sparkle <laughs> that's right oh god what does everyone know about BDSM? Oh, yeah, you have to have a complicated master-slave dynamic. <laughs> and you have to have um, some sort of traumatic past that made you that way. <laughs> but there was something about how they kept doing their relationship that seemed really not like BDSM and some like some other thing instead, like a more complicated relationship. Yeah, well, they had... Um... He had an actual contract written up by lawyers. Like, it wasn't like a consent negotiation just, like, between two people. Right. So, yeah, I think it was kind of like an unnamed master-slave, like, whole lifestyle dynamic going on that he wanted. And the whole movie sort of reads as if it's wish fulfillment specifically for the author because the main character, uh, Anastasia Steele, or Anna Steele, is an English major at Washington State University, which I assume is similar to Eel Oh my god, she's just like you, Pablo. Yeah, she's just like me, a budding <laughs> English major. Um, but Pablo then, Steele. Yeah, Pablo Steele, my pen name. <laughs> But then it's like, of course, this aspirational young woman somehow gets wrapped up with the most rich, powerful, exciting, erotic man of all time who just like totally blows her mind and her conception of what is possible. Yeah, she just like looks pretty, I guess. So he's just like, oh my God, I have to have you. So yeah, it's the Mary Sue wish fulfillment of just like as soon as someone looks at you, they notice how great you are. Right, and that's very much like Twilight too, because in Twilight, um, Edward gets infatuated with a 
Kristen Stewart's character because her blood is like especially potent. <laughs> Bella. She's a virgin or some shit. Bella, yeah. <laughs> but in this one, there is no reason. Uh, it's just like a, I guess, averagely attractive white woman. It's like, what? Okay. But he's like, you're the hottest person ever. Yeah, and then as the movie progresses, you learn he has a great deal of sexual trauma himself, which kind of maybe explains the whole dynamic. Well, yeah, that's the reason he cites, because she asks why, are, she demands, why are you like this? And that's the reason he gives, so. Right. That's what the author wants us to think, I guess. It was a good choice uh, picking Vancouver, to, though, because it definitely is correct for Portland or Seattle. Like, just rainy and overcast, modern-looking city. <laughs> so that's good. Um, and I forget, how does the movie even start? I think Dakota Johnson just, like shows up to interview uh, this guy because he, she's like a journalism sort of person. He's going to be... Okay, I have to read about this. He's going to be the commencement speaker for right. the WSU and then like the newspapers interviewing him and then for some reason her roommate is the one interviewing him who cannot go. And so she's just like filling in. Like it's not like... I don't even know if she's part of the newspaper or anything. <laughs> I'm just imagining a more realistic scenario of in this situation where it'd be like, I don't know, some 50-year-old man or something with like a pot belly, some like businessman uh, who would be the commencement speaker and then starts this like torrid relationship with this like little, little uh, young woman or something. Like that'd be the realistic yeah. version of the story, not like some fucking ripped ass uh, guy. <laughs> with low rise sex genes. Yeah, and I don't even really know the actor that well. Like, I haven't really seen him in anything else. But I was definitely convinced that Dakota Johnson wasn't a good actress based on her performance in this role. Uh, but then I've seen her sense in other things, like Suspiria, and she's actually really good as an actress. So maybe she's, like, good enough that she convinced me that she was an annoying, like, little twerpy girl or something. <laughs> No, I mean, she's just playing this role uh, perfectly, I guess. That's the role she was given. Yeah. But the number one problem with this film, I think, is, like, what would you think is the most important aspect of a romance film or, like, a love affair film? Like, what, what would the most important thing be? Obviously, the sex scenes. Right, but specifically having good chemistry between the leads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these two have horrible chemistry. Like, I think I'd rather watch literally almost anyone else have sex than these two. <laughs> like, you can tell they just kind of hate each other, probably, in real life. Something something about the way he says stuff. He's like, this is a flogger. I mean, I think he might be British. And by oh. the way, I'm British. <laughs> right, oh my god. <laughs> oh, he's Irish, actually. Oh, he should have just had the accent. It would have been better. Yeah, I just speak naturally. Yeah, but I don't like him at all. Like, uh, originally, Charlie Hunan was going to play the role. I think that would have been a lot better. Uh, but he had to go film Sons of Anarchy. Mm? So that's too bad, because he's usually, like, charming, like, Heath Ledger-ish type. Hmm. I'm trying to think of who would be good in this role, but I yeah, I can't think. I of mean, you'd else. have to. Re it's like a page one rewrite. Like maybe hire some actual S and M experts who know anything yeah. about anything. Oh my gosh. Go down to like Folsom Street and like do some fucking research. <laughs> do some fucking yeah, research. Yeah, just do some <laughs> interviews. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. My main note was that like, 
um, Seattle where he lives would have way better, a way better BDSM kink scene that like would be more knowledgeable about consent issues and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so maybe he just got like kicked out of that scene cause he's just a terrible at this practicing this. <laughs> oh, and I noticed that Danny Elfman did the music for some reason in this movie, but the music seemed completely unremarkable. <laughs> And also the lady who directed this, um, I don't really know either. She directed some movie called Nowhere Man about Beatles stuff. And then she also directed um, A Million Little Pieces, which was that biography that was infamously discredited later on. So it's kind of funny. Maybe this lady has bad luck with uh, projects. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, I do think it's good at least that they got a woman to direct this movie, even though... Um, like I'm sure they originally were just going to pick some guy yeah oh and of course uh, Anastasia Steele has to mention that she has like a 4.0 GPA she's like brilliant yeah, she can't oh that's the, right she can't see beyond this guy's like really rudimentary manipulations and seduction technique yeah he's like negging her and stuff oh yeah I love this his like step one for seduction technique is that as soon as she steps into his office there's an uneven first step so she just has to like stumble and fall yeah she literally is just like being clumsy I guess that's how he knows she's she'd be a good sub he's like oh she's ridiculously awkward I wrote down uh, during the scene glances the movie that's all they're really doing is just like looking at each other like it's supposed to be seductively but it's kind of like boring yeah and then he's clearly a sociopath because he keeps pencils and a mug on his desk. Oh, yeah. He's, like, obviously very um, meticulous. Yeah. Uh, he basically is, like, the American psycho guy. Yeah, he's definitely that. Which is why you kind of think, like, oh, God, the red room is, like, his murder room. Right. Like, throughout the movie, before he reveals his uh, proclivities... You're like, is he a murderer? Is he, like, <laughs> some sort of sociopath? Like, what's this guy's deal? I kept waiting for him to say I'm a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I am, Bella. <laughs> say it. <laughs> vampire. <laughs> but yeah, this is totally like uh, a fixer-upper situation where uh, I keep wanting to call her Bella, but I guess Anna wants... <laughs> and that's such a lazy name, too. Where Anna wants to just um, sort of fix him. Yeah, she's like, "What? Her, why are you like this? And then she wants to change him. Oh, yeah, and then one of her first questions to him, she just asks, are you gay? Which is pretty rude, I think, to just ask him yeah, like that. Yeah, but she says that the, it was part of the roommate's questionnaire already written, so she just read it as is. But I would not ask right. him that. That's rude. Right, and I guess it's also because he's so secretive and doesn't tell anyone about his, like, sexual mores, so. Yeah, they all have to sign in non-disclosure agreements, NDAs. Because <laughs> he says he's been, he's had these contracts with 15 women prior to her. I don't know, that part freaks me out. Like, if anyone ever offers you to, like, forces you to sign a contract, like, just run the fuck out. Yeah, like some sort of legally binding thing. Yeah, R. Kelly's like, sign this contract. That'd be the next step for this movie. <laughs> yes, basically. There's a really, there's a lot of really dumb, like, literary references throughout this movie, like to Jane Austen and Thomas Hardy. Oh, yeah, because she loves romantic British 
novels. Of course, she loves romance. Which I'm like, please, girl. And he hates romance. He just, um, he's, he doesn't have, like, romantic relationships, only sexual relationships. Right. Oh, yeah, he has a whole, like, complex. Yeah. He's immediately like, I can get you an internship, and that's very me too. He's like, welcome to my casting couch or whatever. Oh, my God. (laughs) One great thing about this movie, like having it in film form, is that you don't have to read this terrible prose. Like, I think I've read some uh, snippets from it, and it's just, like, way, way worse. All that stuff about her talking about her inner goddess and stuff and how (laughs) drenched she is all the time. Reader, I was drenched. I was drenched. It's like, oh, my God, maybe invest in some better panties or something. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, it didn't make any sense that her roommate is the editor. Like, what sort of scenario is that? I've never I've never heard that <laughs> said before. Like, oh, yeah, I work at a newspaper and my roommate is the editor. There are only two people at this school. They have to do all the clubs. Oh, maybe it's supposed to... Well, oh, sorry, I was thinking of, like a, like, a non-school publication. I was like, maybe it's supposed to be, like, The Stranger or something. No, it's definitely supposed to be a school publication. <laughs> right. There's, like, barely any other characters in the movie. Like, just very thinly developed supporting characters that are supposed to be there for, like... So characters can say something to somebody. <laughs> like, little friends or, like, um, family members that are there for two seconds. Yeah, the roommate's hardly there. Both of their parents are in a couple scenes, I guess. But, yeah, it's pretty sparsely cast. Oh, and then he, like, messages her on his on a flip phone in oh, yeah. like 2015 or whatever the fuck this movie came out and i'm like what <laughs> but also that's really creepy and aggressive like at least uh go on some kink community like messaging board or something and find her that way oh wait what did he that's how he finds her i think so because they have their interview and then they just part ways right so how does how do they get in touch again oh i forget yeah and then he i i remember him just showing up to her place of work at the hardware store no before that they have coffee okay first he like stalks her to her uh other job at the hardware store i guess (laughs) oh my god which is ridiculous in of itself Maybe she mentioned that she worked there, but he just, like, shows up unannounced to be, like, asking her out, basically. And doesn't he buy cable ties? Like, that's his little, like, move, like, step two in his seduction Oh my god, you're right. He's like, I buy cable ties to incept the idea. Oh my god, that is the worst part, is, like, um... I'm not sure how much she even consents to any of this because she just wants to be in like a romantic relationship with him, but that's not what he wants. So she's just like taking kind of what she can get, any attention from him she can get while not really wanting to be part of this uh, lifestyle. And so it's just cringy to watch because it's like she doesn't belong here or something. I don't know. She clearly doesn't want this. I mean, she definitely consents, but I don't know if it's, um, like, a knowledgeable consent. Like, she doesn't really know what she's getting into. She's kind of like a babe in Toyland situation. Yeah, I guess it's fair to, like, try things out and then decide you're not that into it. Right. Um, But, yeah, you're right. He does just kind of, like, sidle up to her like a vampire. He's just like, hey. Hey. And then she quips, oh, are you, like, a serial killer or something? And he says, not today. Oh, that was the line. 
Yeah, not, you're the complete serial killer, not today, but tomorrow. It was like an, it was a thinly veiled threat. Right. Um, and he has a fucking driver slash manservant who just like is there all the time. It's like really weird and awkward for me. Yeah, his wealth makes it extremely uncomfortable throughout the entire film because he keeps buying her things and it's just ridiculous. But like, what is this guy with a manservant? I don't even know. Like, uh, he shouldn't get to be with young, like, hot women. He should get nobody. He's just, like, picking off the WSU grads as they graduate. (laughs) I did write down another step two, but I'm not sure what it was in reference to. I just wrote down step two, threaten all the men in her life. (laughs) Do you remember anything like that? Oh, she had, remember, there was another friend, a male character who kind of obviously, he's the Jacob who kind of had a crush on her. Oh, yeah, but he's, like, so, like, he's not even a character that I didn't even remember him. <laughs> yeah, he's in, like, a scene with the roommates or something. I don't know. But it basically, yeah. like, um, uh, Gray, Dorian Gray, I mean, Christian Gray is jealous. <laughs> um, is jealous. Yeah, so he's, like, separating her from her friends. Right. He's doing all a bunch of power plays. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, it's one thing to do, um do this consensually but he's already like even before talking to her about that he's already like controlling her i mean not to read too much into it but if he doesn't want to ever be in relationships then he clearly doesn't care that much about the people he fucks or whatever like he seems very one-sided like he's just like using and then once he's done with them it's like hit the skids oh interesting yeah possibly more into this in part two and three (laughs) Well, yeah, if he's really in, because he seems really into her, like, looking good, like, she can only drink so much, and um, she has to exercise and diet a certain way. That was the bad part. Oh, maybe once they get a certain age, um, he just kind of discards them, because it's like his possession doesn't look as attractive anymore, because he seemed very superficial. Right. And though that doesn't seem like beginner BDSM, that seems like a more advanced, like, overall control thing. Yeah, I thought they did not, um, they didn't, yeah, there was just, like, a lack of knowledge about terminology. Like, he probably could have explained it by saying I'm aromantic, or, like, this is a master-slave relationship. I don't know, they're just kind of, like, throwing around terms, like, right. I'm a dominant <laughs> yeah, it's just like all lip service, but they never like really define or go into any anything. Like, what what the fuck are, is he even talking about? What is this community? Like, how does it work? Like, imagine if you were somebody who knew nothing about this. Like, any explanation would probably be appreciated. Oh yeah, he gave her a terrible introduction to all of this. Uh, he's not following the campsite rule. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're supposed to imagine at the end that he essentially got raped or whatever, so he's all messed up inside. Oh yeah, we are supposed to understand him, I guess. Okay, so then they have coffee, but basically he like pushes her away and does the whole like Edward thing, just being like, oh, I'm too dangerous. Yeah. Uh, but he does send her Tess of the Durbervilles. Oh my god, yes. Tess of the Durbervilles, because I was reading about this, Pablo. I had not read it before. <laughs> but you had already read it. I read it a really long time ago. Essentially, it's about this, like, innocent, like, um, the different it's parts of it are tragic. even... It's super tragic. 
yeah, the different parts of it are even labeled like maiden and then awareness and then consequence and all the shit. It's all these like oh, yeah. um, novels of manners. So it's all about mm. like uh, she's very innocent and doesn't know high society. So then the other ones like can make fun of her, like manipulate her, and she actually does get raped at some point. And that's kind of like yes. the crux of the story. Because then the rest of it's like she gets punished because of that, even though she's obviously the victim. Yeah, because of Victorian morals at the time. Yeah, but so this said that, and the internet said that this challenged the sexual morals of late Victorian England. Because I guess the author looked fondly upon the character. Right, by the end of the story, you're definitely supposed to be like, oh shit, she just totally got like ran over by society and none of it was her fault and... And I think right. she even gets pregnant and like has to run away and become like a yeah. She farmer, gets pregnant and she has to labor really hard her whole life, and then she also has to like kill um, her vi- her like angry husband or whatever. The guy she has to end up marrying the guy who sexually assaulted her. Right, that's the end of the story, and then she like runs off, and then it's implied they find her and punish her. Yeah, it's horrible. It should be called Tess of the Ber- Dervervilles, uh, colon, shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of weird implications, though, though. I guess it's a different way of critiquing society, like, than, um, like, Oscar Wilde took a humorous route. This guy took a very serious route. It's also, like, it's not like this novel takes place in some far-off, weird time period. It's supposed to be a modern day. We're supposed to pretend that BDSM is some, like, really advanced, out there, like... I'm pretty sure most people probably dabble a little bit in BDSM. Like, that could encompass a lot of things, just, like, blindfolds or, uh, like, like choking or, like, being tied up. Like, I'm sure... You might even say, um, like, traditional, like, even, like, a 50s-style kind of marriage or uh, is a power play, is a power dynamic relationship. (laughs) I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> um, but, okay, so I realized, though, so I guess in some ways this book is itself, Tess, uh, Fifty Shades is Tess of the Durbervilles because it's challenging our sexual morals of the time or whatever. But then, like, also the characters are kind of mirroring this because... Um, yeah, like, Tess could obviously be Anna, but also Christian is Tess because he was uh, assaulted as a youth, and also, I guess, Anna in that case would be the dude that she actually like or Tess actually likes in the novel. <laughs> right, but then it's also really weirdly judgy, because it has to be, like, the only way you could be into this is if you had something sick happen in your past. When really, again, I'm sure anyone from any walk of life could be into this. Yeah, it's totally... Um, a little light flogging <laughs> in oh the evening. Oh my gosh, yeah. But I mean, like, obviously you wouldn't go out in your everyday life uh, to work or wherever and, like, talk about what you got up to last night, but talking with your friends or whoever, you'd probably, like, go more into that stuff. So it's, I don't know. I don't really see the, this mapping really well into Tess. Oh, yeah, the way he has... Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Maybe she gets punished more, but you're saying that he is the test of, of the story? Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, he's definitely more the victim, and like you want to feel more bad for him. If again, if he had had a better actor, he could feel sympathy for. No offense, I'm yeah. sure the actor's fine in real life. Okay, um, so then uh, she goes out to a graduation dinner, and the friend uh, who's named Jose has to become like all weird and sexually aggressive when they go outside, um, like <laughs> grabbing her and just like being completely different than who he he was before, just so. Uh, <laughs> Just so uh, Christian Grey can suddenly show up and punt and like punch him and get into a fight and like defend her honor and be all manly. Oh yeah, but then he kind of violates um, some of her consent because doesn't he like? She's take super her drunk. Home? They're all super drunk. So uh, yeah, basically he's like, I have to rescue her or some bullshit. And then yeah, and then she's like, Oh, did you change my clothes last night? And he's like, Yeah, so he saw her naked because I guess she vomited. Yeah, that's really messed up. Like at the very least he could just put her in a tub or something. Yeah, just le- lay her on her side on the couch or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was completely unnecessary. Like in real life you'd probably like she'd probably be like, What a psycho or she pressed charges or something other would happen than her being relieved and fine with it yeah he's like let me see if i can push her boundaries basically well like in real life like he'd just like what call her an uber or something that'd be the end of it right yeah why did he take her home right i mean again place? he's obviously trying to groom her uh to to slowly introduce her into this whole thing yeah oh my god because yeah he has like a giant mansion and they have to sleep in the same bed like that doesn't make any sense well i think didn't he get her a hotel room or something oh they were in a hotel yeah but again that's like step three or whatever of his seduction technique is get her a hotel room so the implication is clear oh my god but then he's like oh it's totally innocent i just wanted you to sleep it off (laughs) <laughs> and then he's like i don't do romance right but i do need written consent so here's yeah. 50 pages of paperwork <laughs> 50 shades read over this legalese yeah 50 oh i wrote down the name of the driver it's taylor taylor what even happens for the rest of the movie like basically they're kind of like dating but she won't sign the contract for like the whole th- time Right. Well, the very next scene is she's just like hanging out with her housemate and his her dumbest fuck boyfriend, and they're just like having really contrived dialogue. It almost reminded me of the room, like the way they were discussing things. It's just like really bad uh, version of casual dialogue. <laughs> and then uh, throughout this movie, there's also a really bad soundtrack. So basically, any scene where people are just hanging out or any of the love scenes, it's just like this terribly grating fucking uh, I don't know it's like Twilight soundtrack but worse oh but they did have the two popular songs off of this the weekend song and that love me like you do song oh that's the great thing about this movie is the um okay wait sorry it it was uh despite receiving generally negative reviews it was an immediate box office success i love the like juxtaposition of um it made a ton of money (laughs) and it was a terrible movie right i mean i think the producers would have known that right away just because the book was so popular like that's how the movie like this gets made in the first place just the, the book makes millions of dollars 
if anything, it would have been stupid if they hadn't made a movie, but it would have been great if they'd made a good movie or the porn <laughs> version movie. Well, yeah. Well, I was reading about that too. They like wouldn't let them make the porn version. Oh, they sued the porn version. They're like, our version stands alone. Yeah, our version's the porn version. Our which version is needs shit. no competition. Yeah. Oh my god, that's my main complaint. I would say about this movie is that, um, if you're gonna go with bad dialogue, have some great sex scenes, or if you're gonna go with like dulling down the sex scenes, have some plot or dialogue or something right. that's sexy. But exactly. they don't have either of those things. <laughs> and again, that's like Twilight because in Twilight you're like, okay, a vampire movie. At least they'll probably have some good action scenes at some point. But no, it's like terrible action. Terrible dialogue, yeah, the vampires terrible suck. Yeah, the vampires suck hard. As someone who's read vampire novels for the fantasy, it was terrible uh, vampire fantasy. <laughs> I'm a vampire fan. I have read vampires. They're all my friends. New sir, I know vampires. No, I, I'm, I can't even claim really being that much of a fan, but... I mean... Oh, but here's a point. Like, the guy could just say he's aromantic. That's what to, like, I was have saying. Have preamble. Yeah, I know. He could yeah i think what he is saying is that he's aromantic i feel yeah i felt like they did not have the language to describe like what the relationship was they were having any of the like bdsm terms um or like yeah they didn't use aromantic but that's obviously what he was describing no eel james is too uh not dumb i don't know inexperienced she's not aware of the culture the popular culture i don't know i wrote down she's a journalist so she has to learn everything she has to know everything about everyone (laughs) and then um uh so this is basically after all that okay so she signs the creepy contract they have a whole like long extended scene of him like going through the contract with her and her saying like yes and no to different questions and then he uh tells her i don't have sex i fuck which is really (laughs) I fuck. Some there are some good one-liners in this. That's true, but I think unintentionally. Yeah. Oh, there's that scene um in the hosp in the hospital in the hotel bed where he just like leans over and bites a piece of her toast. He's like, <sighs> like that would be a great gif, <laughs> just like the toast biting. <laughs> Let's see. And then he's finally like, "Do you want to see my red room?" <laughs> and it's like all this build up and anticipation in the soundtrack and just like the music's like da, 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 da. and then just like a stupid sex dungeon yeah i was just looking at it it was like 40 minutes into the movie it took so long to get there and then yeah it's also it, aren't the walls literally painted red it's actually kind of like it's a creepy room it's tough on the eyes um like yeah. i don't know if i find it very sexy no i think that'd be an unpleasant experience He'd be like, well, this guy's a freak, but not because he's into BDSM. Aside from all that, (laughs) separate. It just, yeah, it's just like he has terrible interior design skills. It just looks like sort of, um, like he bought one of everything in a catalog. You know what I mean? Like he has like floggers hanging on uh, some sort of hook or something. And they just like, I mean, it's fair to have like five different types, but it's almost just like someone just ordered some props which is what happened and just like (laughs) like they're like give me five of this five of this five of this and we'll just scatter them around the room right it doesn't have like a personal touch it's very like antiseptic and sterile and none of it looks used 
Yeah, like, there should pro. I don't know if there's a sex swing or anything. I mean, I guess you don't have to have that. I guess maybe he has stuff to hang you from the ceiling, but, like... He's really into Japanese rebondage. <laughs> Did they go into that? I don't even think No, they don't had... go into anything. <laughs> yeah, he's dangerous, right? With the, um... The core... What are those called? The things he's buying at the hardware store. The cables. The zip ties, yeah. Those could be really dangerous. Zip ties, yeah. Because, he, yeah, he should be... And painful, probably. Plastic just biting oh, yeah. into your hands. Oh my gosh. Anyways, yeah, I mean, which is you could do, but I guess... Um... Plus there's no meat hooks or blood on the wall. It's not a good kill room at all. <laughs> well, yeah, when he was... Uh, when she was like, show me, like, the worst of your desires, or, like, show me your worst, or what you really want, I was expecting, yeah, some sort of blood to be drawn or, like, meat hooks or something, but, like, all it was was um, his, I guess, deepest, darkest desire is, like, spanking or hitting you with a belt. I don't know. I'm picturing, like, bad porn. <laughs> I'm trying to be like, what do they do? <laughs> he dresses up, yeah, some sort of, like, very niche role play. <laughs> I mean, basically, I guess what it is usually is just, like, doing things to the extreme where the woman or whoever's the sub can't really stop unless she says the safety word, which they get into somewhat in here, but in a really dumb way. Oh yeah. So then after like, after they've had like the whole funny scene with the contract and after she's shown the red room, they do finally have sex for the first time, but it's like incredibly vanilla. (laughs) So it's kind of funny. And she's a virgin. So it's like a virgin. She's changing his whole life. Okay. Cause he finds out she's a virgin, and he's like, holy shit. Yeah, he's just like busting out of his virgin? pants. Yes, he loves it. And so I guess it's because... It's really creepy, by the way. Yeah, I guess because of that, he's like, oh, I'll have like sex with you outside of the contract. And um... Right. Oh, yeah, he's like, I have to have you immediately. I was waiting. I was going to wait until you were gift wrapped, but I-, I must have you now. I'll have the, yeah, I'll have your vanilla sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um... my God. Let's see, and what is there even to say about the sex scene? Like, um, she looks good Nothing. naked, I'll say that. He's fine. Um, There's no full frontal. We see boobs, we see butt, I guess. Yeah, she does get very naked. Um, he flashes his peen, like, once really quickly, I think. Oh, yeah, you can't really see I think really we all noted it. it. <laughs> very disappointing. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> We paused it and the screenshot of it. But it is very much like the room, like, there's nothing that, I don't know, it's like when you're, when I was reading about the rating of this movie, it just made it seem like the sex scenes must have been so extreme, but it was just like, pretty much what you get in most movies that are rated R. Yeah, it was actually, because yeah, he has like this vanilla sex with her, I guess he spanks her a few times, but it's not even involving sex, it's just like, um, kink or whatever, it's not, yeah. Oh, and hair pulling, I guess that would be included too. And I think that's pretty common. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like lots of uh, common things would fall under this umbrella. Oh, and there's a terrible song when they have sex as well. Oh, oh, and there's a mirror on the ceiling. I thought that was a funny touch. Yeah, it's like he's he loves definitely... to watch. <laughs> he loves the oh woman to gosh. watch. <laughs> he likes watching himself with him facing the mirror. He has to have conversations with people while facing a mirror. <laughs> Oh my god, but he can't see his reflection because he's a vampire. 
I mean, again, I guess if you were, if there was no twist at the end about like his whole past, um, you would just be like, this guy's a total douche with no redeeming qualities at all. I mean, you can see, it can be both. I mean, it's kind of like a Beauty and the Beast thing, but he doesn't, I don't see what good qualities he really shows. Oh my God. He's a Christian, but he's defiling her. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> and she's steel, which means she's hard. She makes him hard as steel. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> when she wakes up after all the lovemaking, he's like just playing the piano. And I think that's repeated a few times. That's always oh, really yeah, funny. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> this is what rich people do. They're great at playing piano. There's a Rolling Stones song on the soundtrack, Beast of Burden, for some reason. Oh, and then he gives her a creepy sponge bath, and I thought it was really creepy. Oh, yeah. It's like, why this? What? 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 Why? Mm? So I thought that was highly unnecessary. <laughs> I also think, um, so throughout this book slash movie, they keep trying to set up uh, Anna as if she's really progressive or like really feminist or she always speaks her mind and all this crap. Oh, yeah. She's book smart. Right. Oh, yeah. like She's Hermione. Yeah, or probably just like E.L. James or something, like a nerd. But despite all that, he she still like is perfectly willing to accept his like creepy gifts. Like he buys her a car, buys her a new computer. <laughs> and again, that would be more like a like a sugar baby scenario, not like a that's not BDSM. That's a like a different thing. Oh yeah, true. Like that could be an aspect of it, or like you could put it under the category, but. That specific mm-hmm. thing is not part of BDSM. That's a different scenario. Oh, yeah, because he's housing her and stuff, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I also, like, um, whenever they do the sex scene, he'll, like, breathe on her skin. And she acts like that alone is enough to, like, make her come. <laughs> She's like, ah! Yeah, every time he just, like, blows on her. <laughs> so that's really dumb. And then I wrote down, so many women, so many cars. Oh, yeah, Dr. Grace... Oh, yeah, oh, that's Grace. Christian Gray's mom. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, there's not too much to say about her. She's just there. It's because they have a whole dinner scene. That's it. Remember, it's like a every every movie like this has to have a fancy dinner scene. She's just like there with the mom. How do they even? Show, how does she get there? Oh, I'm sure she's there with Christian. Oh, right, right, okay. It's like a really boring scene. Like, just like, uh, look how fancy everyone is. I think I blocked it from my memory. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, this movie doesn't adhere to normal, like, plot conventions. It doesn't have, like, a traditional structure. It doesn't have interesting scenes, wow. really. It's kind of it's like... It's breaking the mold, Pablo. It's actually <laughs> mumblecore. <laughs> it's extreme experimentation. Yeah, this is an art house film. <laughs> but honestly if you were making a film and like you did the exact opposite of uh any sense making choices i think you'd pretty much come up with this movie <laughs> the opposite of things that make sense <laughs> so then the next scene is they're walking in the forest together and that's when he tells her the story about what happened to him that um the christian's mother's friend raped him essentially oh yeah when he was 15 um she was i guess brought him into uh, a continuous relationship where she was the dom right 
Oh, sorry. I think I skipped something. Um, so this is after Anna goes to visit her mom in Georgia out of nowhere. And then he, like, shows up out of nowhere, which is really creepy as well. Yes, again, he did it at the hardware store. He's doing it in Georgia. And very vampire-like as well. Oh, yeah. Okay, but her relationship with her parents is weird. So, like, we get his whole explanation of how he's adopted, and he was adopted out of this, like, he's uh, Bruce terrible Wayne. situation. Yeah, he's Bruce Wayne. I don't know. But, yeah, then, like, we get no backstory with her parents, but basically, like, when she's graduating... Her dad is just, like, running up to her, like, last minute being like, oh, I'm late, I barely made it, sorry, I'm glad I made it. And it's like, what's his deal? Why is he being, like, half-assing graduating college, like, being at his daughter's graduation? And then the mom is just in Georgia, like, with this giant pool, clearly loaded with money, who could easily fly to Washington, who's just like, oh, sorry, I couldn't make your graduation, but come see me and talk to me and like forces her daughter to come to Georgia. So I'm like, what? There is something going on. Like Anna has a dark past that we are not learning about. And I don't really like how it focuses on only his past. Well, jokes on you. Cause her mom's actually the maid. <laughs> oh my God. Her mom's a vampire. That's why she can't leave Georgia. No, I don't know. <laughs> right. I think I would like it better if the twist of this movie was that uh, Christian Grey was a vigilante or something. Some better explanation. He's like, every night I go out and I beat bums with my fists. Oh my god. Oh, but in like the creepy way, like that guy in Mr. Robot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So he does say one thing that was maybe like one uh, commenter on BDSM that maybe would resonate with people. He just says, by giving up control, I got free. Just probably what a lot of people might say is the appeal of the whole scene. Mm. Like you just give up so much control that eventually you experience like something like freedom, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, if you it's like exist, existential burden of freedom or wait, I'm so free that wait. I can um, bring <laughs> myself the to the edge of like putting my self-preservation at the on the back burner. If that makes sense. Like, I'm willing to die, metaphorically, by getting, like, oh, beaten God. whatever the hell. It's what authoritarians are into. Is that part of BDSM, too, by the way? Like, getting big bruises or, like, weird uh, puncturing stuff? Like, piercing. Yeah, any and... sort of um, things that would be, like, an injury, like, self-inflicted uh, stuff. That's what this movie should have gone into. <laughs> then I'd give it all the stars if, if it was, like, really extreme and then it's, like, got a mainstream appeal. Well, that's what I was expecting with... Uh, right, with all the like, build-up, with, like, all worst. these... Yeah, all these women being like, oh, I got so fucking hot off this fucking book. It's like, have you ever heard of any, like, lit erotica, like, any porn, any... Have you lived, Yeah, like, really? everything that they did was just, like, another impact thing, like a belt or a flogger. So it was, like, all the right. same. <laughs> but I guess if you live, I don't know, in the Midwest or something, or you don't have a lot of experience with You're this You're like, stuff. oh, my, it's so exciting. Yeah. Well, I saw that movie Book Club with um, the women who are, like, reading Fifty Shades, and they're like, oh, my goodness, it's so scandalous. We have to try these things and spice up our love life. Actually, you're right. That is the best um, thing tangentially related to this movie. Yeah. It's the best way to experience this fiction. 
Yeah, just watch Book Club instead of reading the Yeah, book. our recommendation is to not watch this movie and instead watch Book Club. <laughs> so then he, like, has to impress her by, like, flying her in his fucking helicopter, which is really dumb. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he keeps... Fl- There's another thing, too, like a glider. Like, he keeps just f- flying her. Yeah, around. it's really weird. And the glider thing sounded terrifying. I don't know. I would never want to do anything like that. Because there's, like, no power. So basically you get taken up. And then they just release you. <laughs> yeah, it looked scary. So again, there's, like, very little narrative to this movie. It's basically just, like, padding scenes of, I guess, it's supposed to be a romance. But, and then, like, kind of half-assed sex scenes, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely half half-assed sex scenes yeah they didn't even do any ass play yeah they don't go ass to ass like in, they, uh, yeah oh my god why didn't the american psycho guy write this he could have written ass to ass into this oh i'm sure if he oh wait that was requiem for a dream sorry <laughs> uh so yeah then there's like a montage of all these like convoluted rules that you mentioned earlier of uh like you she's can't like fat. No you have to fisting. exercise you have to eat this thing and not eat that thing which, again, I will say she does look good in this movie, Dakota Johnson, but, I mean, that doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, jeez. It'll give her props, I guess, the actress for putting in the time. Um, there's another negotiation scene, like, they're negotiating the rules again. Uh, and then there's, like, a lot of verbiage. She says, like, no fisting, no clamps. <laughs> yeah, she didn't want any kinds of fisting. No anal in general, I think she might have mentioned. Well, she said no anal fisting and then no fisting in general. I remember right. that. <laughs> I was like, at least she's being specific there. But, like, there's right. so many more things they could have negotiated that, like, they didn't touch upon. But nowhere else in this movie where it would have been, like, interesting to people like us, I guess. Just in that one scene. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they, they just say, they just wanted an excuse to say anal fisting. Yeah, for the laugh. <laughs> And then uh, she's kind of negotiating it because she's, like, unhappy with her arrangement, essentially. She just wants to be aromantic, and like you were saying, she just wants a straight-up relationship. So they agree to have, like, one date a week. Oh, okay, that's what it was, yeah. Without the con- she's not signing the contract. It's just, like, so annoying because it's, like, they both want different things, and it's, like well, maybe he doesn't have to be the person meeting all your needs and you could also have a romantic relationship with someone else if you like him. I don't know. No, Erica, that'd be about Polly. That's a totally different movie. Totally different subject. Uh That's gone too far. That would ruin this fiction that they're trying to craft, this experience. That would ruin the metaphorical BDSM they're trying to craft through making you experience this excruciating trauma (laughs) and through that pain you will find freedom freedom from good narratives and plausible dialogue (laughs) and situations whoa the the movie is itself a a a form of sadist yeah attack from Eel James is like when I got published I I got off and then and then when they optioned the movie oh man I really got off and then when I saw it in the theaters and I saw my stupid ass characters come to life oh fuck (laughs) assaulting everyone's brains juice everywhere and by the way we should put a mature (laughs) tag on this just kidding we curse all the time oh yeah and content warning for all the assault comments 
so she finally graduates um, so he can do his whole stupid speech for commencement. But it's really dumb and it's a bad speech and he should have written <laughs> better. I don't even remember it. Was that really that late in the movie? Kind of gets blurred together. It's just like random sex scene, then random other scene, then random sex scene, then random other scene, blah, 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 da, da, da. They oh add things gosh. like blindfolds and uh, zip ties. and. Oh, right. Does he at one point, does he do that thing where he just like leaves her and like tied up? I imagine that. Oh, I don't think so. Maybe. Because okay. that's unsafe, supposedly. Oh, yeah. I don't, I feel like they didn't do anything like that. But he shows up in his fancy car to graduation. Of course, it's super fancy. Yeah. I mean, there was like some spanking or something. And he says, like, welcome to my world. At <laughs> <laughs> one point, he braids her hair for some reason. Oh, my God. Oh, that would be a fun relationship. Yeah, I did want to point one thing out, which is that there's this trend with the MPAA. They go into it in the uh, documentary. This film is not yet rated, which is like any time in a script... You imply that a female is getting pleasure of some sort. Like any time uh, it's implied that someone's going down on somebody or fingering or any of those things. For some reason, mm-hmm. the MPAA automatically slaps that film with like an R, uh, not an R rating, like an NC-17 rating. Like pretty much right away. What? But meanwhile, you can have like American Pie and like any of these teen films where it's like, oh, I fucked a pie or like any, any, any sort, sort of, of implication dicking. of like, yeah, of male pleasure or male organs it's fine or or even like showing male genitalia which i think if you like actually showed female genitalia not just um the like hair covering thing then you'd probably Mm -hmm. get nc17 as well huh so it's a really weird double standard and maybe it's slowly changing maybe that's one good thing well yeah because like i know that's for movies but like on that um shows yeah, on TV shows, I've definitely seen... Like, on ABC Family, that, um... What's that? Oh, The Bold Type? They definitely have, like, women receiving pleasure on there. They definitely have full penetration. And that's ABC Family. Yeah, the full shot. I mean, that's really progressed a lot in the last, I don't know, 20 or so years. Like, it goes back from the time when you couldn't even show uh, homosexual characters holding hands or kissing or anything. Yeah. To now, to now, when you can like pretty much, like either, refer to anything or show anything, depending on the, I guess, network or service or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do get the crazy in love cover, which is okay. It's not bad. Crazy and love the Beyonce song. Yeah, and then he's just hanging out a lot in his sex jeans for some reason. Okay, yeah, what was up with those? They're, like, low-rise, like, 2000, early 2000s kind of ripped-up jeans. And it's, like, the flip phones he has are, like, really early, or, like, early 2000s. Like, what is up with this guy? Oh, uh, yeah. Hmm. Have you considered that he's a time traveler? Yes, that's what I was thinking. But maybe this movie doesn't take place in the present. I'm not actually sure. They didn't really, like, there's no real uh, markers or anything. Like, there's no world, really, in this movie. Like, you just sort of see their scenes, and then the world's going on. 2005 or something the dom oh dom jeans instead of mom jeans that's pretty funny i hope that came on yeah the picture of <laughs> like look at that yeah, it's so low rise <laughs> oh i don't know he just doesn't seem that remarkable to me like that she would just like 
get so into him. I guess it's just that he has money. I don't know, right? That's what women want. And they want a bad boy. He's an average looking white guy who goes to the gym a little bit and therefore he gets all the women. <laughs> JK. Oh. Yeah, he's a real Chad and she's a Stacy? No, she's supposed to be the virgin. <laughs> oh my god, she's the Chad and the Virgin and Love meme. Oh yeah. <laughs> her, like the him and her. <laughs> She's the sad bookish nerd, supposedly. She's the sad girlfriend, and he's like looking at somebody who doesn't want a relationship. He's like, I could have all the Stacys, but I want you, E.L. James. I mean, Anastasia Steele. <laughs> right. I'd love to read the original manuscript for this, just like all the like edits that she had to make. Do you think it so? Was it originally written with a vampire? Originally, it was like literally Edward and Bella having sex. And Bella, okay. Like directly, like no changes, and then she like really <laughs> bullshitly uh, changed the names, and then now she's a massive millionaire. Wow, that's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it makes me really mad because I'd love to write a oh best-selling God. novel. But let's write the Harry Potter porn version. And then we just rewrite it as, like, weird, boring people. Like, what would Harry be IRL? A rich billionaire, basically, right? That's what he was in the books. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. He'd be a rich rich Bruce Wayne um, billionaire whose parents passed away, who's a huge douche and has a lot to be upset about. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds really good. And then him and Ron and Hermione have lots of threesomes. There you, okay, we wrote it. Done. We wrote the next big... Yeah, sell it to Hollywood. Millionaire City, here we come. <laughs> but yeah, then like pretty much the movie wraps up. Like um, She foists some whole contrived scenario on him where she's just like, show me like the full extent of your sick, depraved lifestyle. And he's just like, okay, I'll give you three hard slaps on the butt with this. uh... It's a belt, according to Wikipedia. I love this sentence. Christian whips Anna's buttocks with a belt. Right, so even that seems pretty mild. disgusted, Anna breaks up with Christian. (laughs) Let's write a better ending right now. He's like, all right, here's your ball and gag. Get into this leather fetish suit and then I'll suspend you for nine hours (laughs) while I go to work. And she's like, Christian, I loved it. No. <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, well, what if it were like, I don't know. There's just so many ways that this could be more arousing. Like, he could have, when he realized she had no experience at all, he could have helped, tried to help her figure out what she might like. Like, he could have, like, tried different things and been like, do you like that? I mean, I'm imagining this is like porn when they're all done and E.L. James is like, all right, I'm good, right? Because you all came already, so <laughs> you don't, I don't have to keep talking, right? <laughs> like, I don't have to keep writing this shit, right? <laughs> you guys are good. Oh, yeah, you guys are done. But yeah, yeah, it could have been like a way healthier, way more considered, interesting narrative. Instead of literally like, um, I think there's this famous one called O. It seems like just O light or something like that. Oh. Like, I think O is sort of like the original version of this, like someone's BDSM primer. Mm. It's just kind of the same scenario. It's like a young virginal girl goes to this place and they, like, corrupt her with BDSM. 
Oh my god, it's Rocky Horror. Oh yeah, that too. Huh? The whole King community. Oh my god, this is such a worse Rocky. This is like the worst Rocky Horror ever. Yeah, everyone has to dress uh, like Christian Grey and Anna Steele. What do they shout at the screen? Um, I fuck. <laughs> I don't have sex. <laughs> I fuck. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> yeah, they should have called uh, this movie Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Cause... Yeah. Because basically, uh, by the end, Anna feels bad for him, but then he's still, like, pushing her, and, like, I guess she's trying to get him to, like, break down or something, and, like, reverse his whole train, but he doesn't, so she's just like, oh, fuck, I messed up. It's a battle of the wills. It's, like, either he breaks down and um, changes for her, or she submits and signs his contract. It's, like, totally unhealthy. Either he agrees to turn her into a vampire, or she'll just fuck off. She'll fuck Jacob. (laughs) And by the way, now I have a lot more, um, not respect, but now I appreciate the characters in Twilight, at least, because at least there was, like, the sheriff father and the random other high schoolers. Oh, that's a good point. Um, There's a whole werewolf pack and, like, vampire coven it's a bigger world it's not just like they had sex three times and also went on a few dates and that's the movie yeah yeah so basically she just like runs off and that's basically the movie like the movie basically just ends like pretty much like that it's a complete cliffhanger like two-parter thing like yeah yeah and like like you were saying none of it follows the traditional like um, there's no fulfillment She's just like, ew, you're terrible. Uh, get away from me. I never want to see you again. Goodbye. Right. It'd be funny if that was it and that was just the end of the whole series. There weren't any other movies. Yeah. I feel like if that were the actual ending, that really would be some like art house shit. That'd be cool. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just like, why would this be so successful in theaters, really? I mean, I know it came out on Valentine's Day or whatever, so everyone's like freaking their pants. You can't fap in theaters. What's wrong with people? I am kind of like that. Like, there's a lot of films where people, like, uh, hypothesize that they'll make a lot of money, but then um, people don't end up going to theaters. Like, they just end up streaming it or buying the DVD or whatever later on. So I'm just like, why wouldn't that be the case in this scenario? I guess there's just, like, a lot of boyfriends getting dragged to the theater. Yeah, it made $571 million and only cost $40 million to make. All right, I'm just going to call it. Maybe this lady just sold her soul. Yeah, she signed a contract with Satan. Sexy Satan. She's like, how many mm. billions of dollars? What else? Um, I guess the look of this movie is very, like, clean and clear and, like, sterile, fancy businessman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I love this. It debuted at the 65th Berlin International Film Festival, which sounds so fancy. I mean, that's really impressive. It had American film director Darren Aronofsky as the president of the jury, so he had to watch this movie, I guess. He like gets up to talk. He's like, my dream is over. I renounce film for all time, thanks to this movie. <laughs> This is the perfect movie ever most made, ever made. Oh no, I meant like he hated it so much that he was just like oh. fuck film forever now. 
film is ruined. Yeah, film is ruined. <laughs> it was it was a hundred years, but now we're gone. <laughs> we moved on to vines now. Oh wait, no, that's mm. over. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, uh, I don't even know what to say about this movie. It's like so bad. Tis a silly place. Yeah, I was like fully expecting it to be way more. Um, either like awkward to see in theaters or like just like more arousing basically yeah I mean they, they kind of just whiff the sex scenes too because just like a lot of shots of like what basically missionary or like yeah it was basically like the scene in Team America with the puppets just trying different positions right but I don't even think they do other positions honestly I'm trying to remember Maybe her I don't on, even remember any of it. Maybe her on top or something. I don't know, yeah. It seemed very <laughs> straightforward, very vanilla. It was the most vanilla master-slave relationship ever. Yeah. God bless him. <laughs> anyway, I hope after this, E.L. James actually dived into this world and did some research and figured it out. Mm-hmm. It's so vanilla herself now. <laughs> who knows Probably not. she just went back onto her LARP onto her LARPing community or her like uh, fan fiction community well okay I've read way better fan fictions than like the, the bits and pieces I've read of the book I mean even Anne Rice doesn't she have a bunch of sex in her books yeah just read those vampire books if you want vampire sex and also, like, to begin with, why did she focus on Twilight so much? Oh, yeah, why was she writing fan fiction about Twilight? She's just, like, deep in the Twilight fandom. Yeah. Well. Or from another point of view, wouldn't it have been, like, what if she got tapped to continue the series? <gasps> like, uh, Stephanie Meyer's like, oh, man, I loved your treatment of my character so much that now you, you can be the official <laughs> writer of Twilight Universe. Oh my gosh. You can write the point of view uh, follow-up. By the way, did you hear about the Christian Grey version of this? Like, uh, she made another version where it's like from his point of view and it's supposed to be like really dumb. Like, all his inner thoughts are just like really stupid. Oh yeah, I did hear about that. He's like, oh, she loves books or something. <laughs> hmm. James described the trilogy as my midlife crisis writ large. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Hmm. I hope she doesn't get to write any more books. It's just like you're banned from now on. Oh my gosh. Seems like she's basically written Fifty Shades and then the uh, Christian versions, which she only wrote the first two, apparently. I assume they didn't sell very well. Don't rewrite the fucking same thing. Right, yeah, I don't even know what the fucking point of that is. I assume um, if she knows what the whole plot is, maybe she can, like, retcon it and try to, like, force reasons why he's acting so weird, but... I feel like, um, with her pen name, Snow Queen's Ice Dragon, she, like, called some of Game of Thrones before that even happened. Ooh, next she should do a Game of Thrones, uh fan fiction yes oh my god they get the incest just right <laughs> man what a delight of a film five stars yeah, i learned a lot yeah 
I'm definitely gonna watch the next two at some point. Yeah, we all we'll have to follow up. What are the Fifty Shades? Is oh, it yeah, just because I don't even know what the fuck like, the movie's called out? It's like supposed to be all about him, but really, it's representative of like the consent and Me Too issues. I mean, obviously, it's a takeoff on the phrase Shades of Grey, just like saying that something's not black and white. But what is the thing that's not black and white? BDSM? Like, are, are, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we're not the right audience for this. Like, we're not the ones to be so judgmental to, like, be like, oh, yeah, uh, you can't do that or control it. Eh? Yeah, just succumb to his will, Pablo. Let him take you over. Just become a vampire lord and then you can have all the BDSM play parties you want all right well what when did this come out hold on 2015 (laughs) seems like decades ago (laughs) yeah oh interesting apparently the novel uh 50 shades is told by christian was released on june 18th 2015 which is christian gray's birthday (laughs) so that's nice Ooh, swin but yeah, I assume in the sequels they go more into like his background and probably introduce the uh, mother friend character. Yeah. And I assume by book three they get married, like in Twilight or some bullshit. I think they do get married. And by he probably book like three. he probably like repents and renounces his BDSM pass or some shit. No, I think they keep doing that, but they some okay. I don't know how that becomes happens. better it's... somehow. Yeah, it's still, like, BDSM is a good thing. Um, E.L. James is, approves. Well, and the other thing is that I'm pretty sure the sequels were both directed by different people, so I wonder... Maybe they are better. Mm? It'd be hard to be worse. One's directed by Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, James Foley took over. They're like, we made a big mistake letting a woman direct. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well may god have mercy on their souls is all i can say mm-hmm. but yeah also um just be in between the different uh chapters they should have just recast christian gray without making a big deal about it it's like hey we found someone who actually has some sort of repartee and uh chemistry with Dakota johnson <laughs> oh my gosh Hmm. Well, I guess this movie serves as a cautionary tale of what not to do, and you should just go watch some, like, feminist porn. True, yes. Go support your local feminist porn communities today. Yeah. (laughs) Alright. Well, I do not recommend this movie, and my takeaway is make sure you know what situation you're getting into before you watch a terrible movie or sign a creepy contract. Yeah, and don't sign your soul away on a creepy contract to a billionaire that's obviously Satan disguised as a human. Or just to write a shitty book, like, come on, E.L. James, there's other ways to make money. Oh my gosh. But look at this, she contributed so many jobs to the economy, Pablo. That's true. (laughs) Well, what are we talking about? She's a great woman. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't even know her. Maybe she's fine. Single-handedly pulling us out of the recession. <laughs> Good. I do remember also, like, it was quite scandalous when the book came out just because it seemed like a lot of um, preteen and teen girls were reading the book specifically. 
which again i don't know anything about the book but i assume if she's like writing out the sex scenes that they must be pretty explicit oh man i gotta get into that uh internet fan fiction scene 20 pages describe his penis (laughs) (laughs) it was weird looking she says oh my god it was bent in the middle (laughs) (laughs) it was like a klingon penis All right, well, do you have anything else to say about this amazing gift of a film? Hmm. There's not a lot to go on, really. Like, it's just the cultural impact. Uh, It actually wasn't the worst of all the movies we've seen, probably. No, I mean, it's definitely competently made. Like, again, uh, some producers saw dollar signs, and they're just like, okay, we'll just do our standard crew. We'll make out, like, a decent-looking picture with, like, some big names on the soundtrack and yeah. we'll probably get a lot of butts and seats just like bored housewives yeah yeah you're right it's not the worst film we've done for this but it also wasn't trying to have like artistic value i don't think like it's not like they it's not a noble failure like we usually do that's true yeah it knew what it was it knew it had mass appeal everyone's got boners for this because our society's built around these relationships yeah very calculated very pandering very like money is the good thing that you want hmm. and again um even though this anna character supposedly like has all these ideals like doesn't really show up like she basically like forsakes her ideals at the first hint of money. Yep. It's a fucker. <laughs> yeah, I will I guess I'll say I'll end on that um this made me wish that we could live in a time again where we see porn in theaters, like where everyone's just going down to watch Deep Throat. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Go down to your local matinee. Um but cause then otherwise you just yeah, otherwise you just get this shit that's, like, half-assed softcore. Yeah. Or even, like, you know how Cinemax or uh, HBO or whatever will do, like, like softcore? Like, that, I think that's probably better. Mm. More straightforward, yeah, in a way. Yeah, pretending. make it into an art. Like, um, yeah. Sexy doesn't have to be shitty. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's, like, lots of examples of well-done erotica. I'm glad that this made $571 million. Yeah, stimulated the economy. And lots of... <laughs> lots of housewives. Yeah, lots of housewives were stimulated. Yeah, but it's just very cynical. Oh, I was gonna say, um, you know how they're always doing ads before movies that are like, go watch like a play or go watch the opera in, instead in this theater. Yeah. Like that's what they should do. Be like, um, come watch hardcore uh, pornography, and then we'll just stream from whatever website. Yep, every Tuesdays at five. Bring the kids. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yeah. Well, that's the future I'm looking forward to. All right. Well, until we. Uh, reconvene to do parts two and three probably some other less mind-numbing filming between those yeah something a bit more stimulating than this movie that i guess was meant to be stimulating i'm off to go get suspended from the roof while people throw various liquids at me while you have this playing and your eyes are pried open like yeah and that's the ultimate torture i'm like oh man i can stomach the other stuff that's fine that's normal but 
You're this like, is really like this. What was the safe word? Oh my god. Oh, what was the safe word? <laughs> Not the bees. <laughs> Not the bees. Signing off for Cinemazing Chats. I'm my dungeon name is Pablo. <laughs> and I'm um Snow Queen's Ice Dragon. <laughs> oh yeah, the perfect handle for any occasion. Yep. See you all at the local dungeon sex porn theater extravaganza. I'll be flogging you later. See you later.